All right, SOJ conversation. I've really been looking forward to this conversation with you, Coach John, and I wanted to thank you right off the bat for taking some time um, to sit here and talk with me, but also for taking the last seven, eight years of my daughter's uh, little mind or her, her life of her little brain and, and forming it into a softball. She, uh, she takes a lot of pride for, um, for being an athlete. And she's, she's told me before, you know, I can't do that. I'm an athlete. That wouldn't look good for me. I'm an athlete. You know, um, she really holds a high esteem to her, uh, her athletic prowess. And, um, I think a lot of that has to do with you. I got to thank you for that. You were, um, you were a, a tough coach when, uh, when she was about six or seven, we signed up for the Mara softball team. And she told me, I, I went back to ask, I fact checked this, you were her first coach. And uh, I remember having some issues with you because you were very, let's say, consistent with the girls coaching. Um, you know, when you taught them something, you expected them to learn it. You expected them to learn it a certain way. And when they didn't do it that certain way, you let them know about it and you let them know what your expectations were and that you were very consistent with um, keeping up with your expectations. Um, me, as you know, that's my, my first, that's my firstborn, that's my little baby. Um, watching an, another grown man scream at my little girl was, was disheartening for me at first. You know, at first I was like, who is this guy? You know, well, who does he think he is? I was probably on the, I was probably out there rabble rousing with the parents, you know, like, oh, Coach John, oh, we don't want him next season. But the funny thing was, my daughter kept asking to be on your team. She was like, I want Coach John. I want Coach John. And I'm like, really? Like, no one else asks for Coach John. Like, uh, uh, as far as I know, I, I didn't know anything. I didn't really hang out with too many of the parents. But uh, my daughter sought that out. I think you had that tough love approach that um, maybe I wasn't giving her. You know, maybe I, I, because she's a girl, I was a little bit softer on her. But uh, you had no problem going out there and screaming at those little girls. Well, it's, I think it's about consistency. And yeah. I, um, I try to approach them. I try not to baby them, even because their minds are a lot sharper than people give them credit for. I think they always pick up things a lot faster. Yeah. Um, the girls definitely picked it up faster than the boys. And even though the boys are more athletic yeah. across the board, the girls always picked it up. So their okay. their IQ on the field was a lot better than than the boys. Yeah. So the boys overcame it with athleticism. Yeah. The girls did it with the IQ. So you, you that's right. You trained your or you coached your son for fifteen plus years. Fifteen plus years all the and, way through high school. So you've got over twenty years of coaching experience because I've yes. watched you coach for at least the last six or seven. Well, and and then you also have to understand that it for twenty years actual years but That's we're doing like it four two seasons. times a year yeah. right so yeah. um sometimes three times and you know sometimes my son would play on two and three teams. baseball teams yeah and i would coach two of them at least and help with the other yeah so it's it's a lot of years uh a lot of a lot of work but uh very rewarding to see these kids did you play ball when you were younger i did um I always played, my sport was actually uh, football. Okay. And then um, just during the course of the the year, so I wasn't not doing anything, I would play baseball, play basketball. Um, 
Yeah. Just so you you were just an athlete. You picked up all the sports. You know all the rules. Because I know you you keep in touch with football. I know while we're out there, we're checking scores of our teams and um, things of that nature. Uh, I played baseball for a long time when I was a kid, but I never I never got into any other sport. I mean, I watched football. I never really got into basketball because I tried out three or four times and never made the team. Um, but uh, baseball was something I could always wrap my head around. It seemed simple enough. It seemed competitive enough. It wasn't, not that I was thinking about this when I was a kid, but it, it's not super dangerous, but it's still, there's that, I saw kids get hit with baseballs and I've oh, seen bloody me. noses oh, and yeah. I've, I've seen injuries. You know I mean? We know girls that have got chopped with bats, you know, for being an aggressive catcher. Um, so, uh, would you, would you recommend baseball, I guess, for your kids more than another sport? No, I, what I did with mine, uh, both of them, I just let them gravitate towards whatever they wanted, what they wanted to do. Uh, Michael started out with basketball. Okay. Um, and then he didn't really care for it. Um, he was kind of more on the chubby side, wasn't real athletic. Yeah. Um, so I, because he was a bigger kid, I said, "Well, why don't you try football?" Yeah, played for a couple seasons, and eh, he, you know, he enjoyed it, but he didn't have that attack instinct that you got to have in football. You got to be a silent assassin in football. Yeah, and he was just—I'll give you a little story. He, I set him up. We—he was ten, and um, I knew they were going to have to pass the football. So, yeah, he always played middle linebacker for me. He was, you know, a good-sized kid. So I put him on the corner. And he had a direct shot to the quarterback. Quarterback went back there, and he ran up to the quarterback, and he instead of running through him, fumbling, picking it up, and scoring, he grabs the kid and lays him down. <laughs> and I said, Michael, this sport's not for you, son. <laughs> so, uh, then we, we went to baseball, and being he was a lefty, he just naturally gravitated towards pitching, playing first, and um, had a great swing. Um, and he found his home, man, and... That was it. Uh, that's so. that's one thing I definitely, as as a parent um, of young kids that I saw in the, in the different coaches that uh, my daughter had, you definitely had a wealth of knowledge that you were willing to share with that some of these other guys was like, yeah, they might have played in college. They might have played here and there. But it was like you were teaching techniques, like teaching how to recognize the spin off of a ball, teaching how to you know, find the fence with your arm while you're tracking the, you know, a foul ball or whatnot. Like those are, those are little nuances that you got to learn. Yeah. You know, cause they happen in game situations all the time. Yeah. And inevitably those are some of the little things that are come come back and bite you. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we work on those things. Yeah. And, and they're great. So would you say that teaching or coaching got easier over the years? Uh, I think it stayed pretty even. Okay. I, I don't think it's gotten harder or easier. Okay. Um, you know, it just depends on the kids. Well, I did want to ask. Is and there, the parents, for that matter. Well, you did say that. I was going to get into the parents a little bit later, me being um, a little rambunctious and loud on the sidelines. I know that can't always be the best thing for you guys, but I, I it's just me. It's passion. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's cool. It's, it's just me. Um. Did you see, was there a big difference between coaching young boys and young girls? Like, was there an adjustment period there? Do you think you were easier on the girls? Because you said they picked it up faster, and no. I don't, I don't, no. I didn't see you kind of and, letting and off the gas. No, that's, that's where I have been consistent yeah. throughout the years. 
I didn't treat the girls any less than the boys or vice versa. Yeah. Um, and so maybe that's why some girls, because I, you know, I give structure. Yeah. And I give consistency and, and everything. I think a lot of them. Now, there are some, I'm going to tell you, you know, straightforward that, you know, I'm, I'm an acquired taste yeah. a lot of times. Um, but if you want your daughter to learn and she wants to be competitive and she has, you know, uh, the will and the want. Yeah. Then, you know. I I can give that to them, and they typically want to come back and play for me. So, yeah. and the ones that are not, you know, it's it's cool. I get it. And, yeah. uh Well, you do have a you. keen eye for that, whereas I'm more of a a schmoozer. You recognize the talent, but you also recognize the want. You know, there's some people that have all the talent in the world, but they just don't want it. You know, or they're they're just their head's not in it, or they're not they're not that team player, or whatever it is. You know, and one thing that I admire about you as a coach, you're willing to let that go quickly and just focus on what we do have, focus on what we can work on. You know, instead of you know trying super hard to change someone's mind, you just uh, like I said, express express expectations and keep that bar high and stay consistent with you know what you uh, what you want from them, which I think is. Uh, it would be hard for me to do, you know. Um, that's why I'm glad that you you do that stuff. I've I've I'm out there and I, I try to be as active as I can. My my kids have always wanted me to be a coach, but I'm I'm so grateful for people like you with that have a wealth of knowledge. Like if I was out there on third base sending girls home or, you know, calling uh whether to bunt or whether to whether to let the the pitch go and you know there's a lot of pressure out there. there you, you have to be willing to situational know. awareness, man, and you got to yeah. have it. And you know, sometimes it just comes to me. I just see it. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times and and I go on hunches. Um, you know, when I'm calling pitches though, it's a whole different ball game because I know what girls' swings look like. Yeah. And so I know how to call pitches that way and, and pretty much know what they're going to do. Um, and that way I can adjust defense and, yeah. and things like that. So. And that's that's something that I, <clears throat> you know, I recognize the game. I recognize the power hitters. I see little things, especially. And I've I've learned so much just from you teaching the girls. I always tell my daughter, you know, when Coach John is telling, you know, whoever it is, what they're doing wrong, I was like, I want you paying attention. I want you listening just in case that's something you're doing or just in case you can pick up something, you know, a little a little crumb of knowledge there that you can utilize for you. Um, Which is great because there's always a game within the game. Yeah. You know, and that that's, you know, whether it's the batter against the pitcher. Yeah. You know, or, you know, whatever it is. But yeah. there's always a little game within a game you can play with yourself yeah. to motivate yourself and to get, bring focus to the situation, so... Another thing, and I hate to keep saying, oh, you're so great at this and you're so great at that, but another thing that I admired is you're just as hard on your daughter as you are on mine. Um, Now, I think I've seen a huge improvement in in your daughter's uh, performance and even attitude. I think at first... I think she was kind of used to you yelling at her and, and when you yelled at other girls on the team, like, oh, they, they'd kind of snap to attention and she could kind of, she could brush it off her shoulder a little bit easier because she was used to it because it's dad, you know, right. but you stayed on her. You know, I've seen you pull her out the game, you know, I've seen, I've seen you pull my daughter out the game, you know, so it's, that's one thing that I appreciate, you know, um, I think that would be hard for me too. I think if you're going to coach, you need to be probably even harder on your kid than the other kids. Because they have, you know, an expectation that you set at home that they should already expect. And then when you bring it to the ball field, it, I don't know. I, I, 
I see your standards as very militant, very methodical, very structured. And I, I feel like... That might be the military coming out in me. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah. yeah. Well, do, would you would you credit that to your coaching style? Uh, probably. Yeah. I'd, I'd give it some credence. I, I um, Going back to my day, you know, my father was in the military as well. So, I mean, it... You know, we we were always told it's structured. You get up in the morning, you make your bed. Yeah. You do this, you do that. You know, and it's on and on. And, yeah. And you become a little OCD. Yeah. Um, but it's all it's it's good. But as far as the staying on the the kids and equal, you know, regardless if it's my daughter or not, yeah. and that's not for show. Yeah. That's real. Yeah. Um, I I did that with my son, um, and you know I know how to push their buttons at times or whatever, but. You know, what we call in coaching is called daddy ball. Yeah. And, you know, I had a taste of that growing up when I was 10, 11, 12, 13 years old. There was a lot of politics like there is today. And I swore to myself um, that if I ever started coaching, I would never, ever play daddy ball. And I haven't. If somebody beats out my daughter, then they beat her out. Then she's got to either fight hard yeah. to get it back, or she's going to have to go play somewhere else. Yeah, that's the bottom line. So yeah. I did the same thing with my son, and uh, and I still do it with all the girls. So yeah. every day is a tryout. When we go to practice, you better come ready to play. Yeah. That's well, I remember a good example. Uh, I remember Reese ripped one out to left field, but the left fielder made a good play and ended up catching it. You know. But I remember you. Hugging and kissing your wife like, did you see her get a hold of that one? Did you see that, baby? <laughs> you know, you were still so excited. Even though, you know, it got called, it was an out. But it, I think we won the game anyways. I think it was, you know, it was just a formality. But still, it was, you appreciate what's good. You know, even if, even if the ball doesn't hit the ground, even if it gets caught or someone makes a better play, you appreciate the game for what it is. And like, that transcends. You can't hide that. You know, that can't be masked by anything. I think that's... Um, that's a great thing that you do out there. And I think you've been pretty lucky to have a pretty good co-coaching staff. Oh, yeah. I got, I got great coaches, and I've got, you know, this is probably my best softball family yet. Okay. Um, I'm happy to be a part of that. Yep. Yes, you are. And um, and we truly appreciate your help on every level. Um, but we really do have good parents, yeah. and we've got great kids. And, you know, we recently had an addition of four so and we're looking forward to them, and uh, so I, I just think uh, overall we've we've grown in a short amount of time. Yeah, and uh, we're looking forward to this year and seeing what it brings. So we've got the team as a whole. Um, so watch out for Team Extreme. We're going to be batting them out the park all over the town. When do you think we'll start the season? We are going to start our season. We're we're looking at probably our first tournament, the first part of March. Okay. Um, in between, we've got some camps set up for the girls to go to. First one, I think February tenth, matter of fact, and we start our first practice this weekend. And so, what's that college game they're talking about? Um, I didn't pay a lot of attention. What was Coach Mike talking about? Going to a college at Queens or something? Or oh something? well, no, that's a camp. Oh, that's gonna, a camp. We're okay. gonna go to a camp. Okay. Uh, it's gonna be an all day camp. Um, so us coaches get to sit back and, and, and just relax. But yeah. we're also going to take them to a couple of games. Okay. Um, I want to take them to, in Spartanburg. They are perennially a top 20 team okay. in softball. I took Reese and I believe it was Caitlin last year. And uh, we went and watched them play University of Indiana. And they just 
ripped Indiana apart. Um, and I learned a lot there, um, just watching how they set up on defense and the calls they were making. So, you know, when we do our amoeba defense, yeah. when we, there's a lefty up there, I got that from watching okay. that game okay. and how they did things and where they kept the pitches and, and everything else. And, yeah. and it works, you know. Yeah, so, that was another was thing. Fun. Like, I remember playing baseball for whatever, five, six years when I was a kid. I don't ever remember calling plays. You know, I don't ever remember situational baseball the way... Like, I've learned so much just from being on the sidelines as a parent. Um, I think it's so cool. All of the, like you said, the nuance that's there. The the people are doing different things. You have to learn. You know, people are being tricky within the rules. Someone's always going to try to manipulate them in their favor or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh was I was were we on your team when we had that uh the girls they'd won the one game but because of the call the the girl was pitching the wrong way we had to go back and replay that game from that inning was that you or was that coach Matt I was with it was like a it was a semi semifinal game and I think we'd beat them in the first game but we we she was like dragging her foot when she was pitching or something yeah that wasn't that, okay yeah, yeah. Was there there was it was weird because I'd never seen anything get called back like that where we got to actually went back and replayed from a certain part of the inning and and went back it was weird right but uh Mara did some some silly things I think interesting yeah um I love and will always support that organization for what they did for my daughter and of course they introduced us to you but I know being on the travel team and being from um or having other parents that uh never played with Mara but played against Mara right uh they didn't always have the best taste in their mouth for Mara for whatever reason it was I don't know if it's because we were good and we beat them well, or... yeah, a lot of times I mean you know and we I... had so many teams yeah and I won a lot of championships over there and and so south park and or south charlotte and op and and a bunch of the other ones there was a lot that really yeah didn't like me so yeah but yeah that's it is and that's it another is. thing too it seemed like you most of the time you knew our opponents or you almost were doing field research like if we weren't playing a game in a tournament you were watching the next team that we we're about to play you were you were over there studying seeing if you could find any chinks in their armor see you know, where their left-handed batters are, who's a switch hitter, who's their power hitter, you know, what does shortstop look like, how how fast is their catcher moving? Um, those are all things that now I pick up on because you're like, hey, go watch that other team. I'm busy over here. Hey, go do some reconnaissance for me. Hey, hey, send me out as like a little recon drone, you know? Um, another uh, militant strategy, which I think you uh, utilize well, you, you very You got to keep it interesting. I mean, I, you know, I don't just like, okay, girls, go out there and play. Yeah, just what fun is that? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I take pride in what I do. Yeah, uh, no matter what it is, and I want to win, of course, but not at all cost. Yeah. So I'm gonna make sure the girls do it right, um, and we just go out and have a good time. So one thing that I um, I draw a lot of inspiration from is your, and I always try to be a part of is is the speeches you give after the games. Win, lose, or draw, it seems like you always point out what we can do better. You know, it's it's never, I don't want to say it's never good enough. We've definitely had some, hey, that was great. Everything looked great. You know, we, we did some things in practice where, you know, we came out and we did what we were supposed to do. But um, it seems like there's always a coachable moment in that. 
is is that something that you go into as with a preconceived notion of like I mean, you talk to the girls after every game. Is that something you put a lot of thought into as far as No. No, it's, you just kind of I wing it. Wing I mean, it. Okay. So whatever happens in the game, you know, and I see these specific moments and situational um, things, then I bring it up. Yeah. So that's why I try to work on situational a lot in practice. In practice. Yeah. yeah. So, and it, and it's not to bring them down, but I don't ever want them to stop striving to get better. Yeah. And so I'll give them, again, I'll give them the love. Yeah. But I'm also going to keep them grounded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As well, so. Seems like you try to end on a high note or try to end positive, but you're you're very matter of fact. You know, it, this is what happened. This is what I saw. This is what needs to happen next game. Or, you know, this was great. This was great. But let's keep working on this. So um, I take my hat off to you. That is um, that's something that's it's tough for me to do, especially with my daughter. I feel like there is a um, there's a certain line that gets crossed. You know, I could say the exact same words like, oh, finish your swing, Bella. And she gets upset with me as soon as she hears me say it. But she hears you say, oh, just follow through. Make sure you get all the way through it. And then she does it, hits a monster ball, and, you know, you get all the credit in the world, you know. And I think there's – I don't know what it is. There's that – maybe it's the nerves or just she's more comfortable hearing it from that, the outside voice, you know. But there's, there's, there's something there that uh, I have a problem with, um, like when she loses. Um, she's gotten so much better at it because we've addressed it, but – She's miserable to be around for about thirty minutes after a loss. She's a, she's an emotional child, and yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that. You just gotta learn how to control it. Yeah. Okay, and understand that it it's not gonna change your life. Yeah. And you know, just give me a hundred percent the entire game, and if you can look at me and tell me you gave me a hundred percent, then you have nothing to worry about. Yeah. You have nothing to be ashamed of. You have nothing to be upset about. Um, cause you're going to lose and you're going to learn more from losing than you are winning yep. every single time. Yep. And so, and I try to tell them that, look, I understand you got emotional. It was a tough game. You came up on the short end of the stick, but you know what, what did you learn? So if this situation arises again, you're going to know how to overcome it and get the W. So it, there's always teachable moments. Man. Yeah. There really is. Yeah. Um, when, you know, and like I said, she's gotten a lot better at it, but we always try to break down the game. Uh, once we leave, I, I feel like, especially if it's a bad game, we try to, you know, talk about it, digest it, see, you know, where any improvements I saw, or I try to highlight any, any good things that, um, that I saw. And one thing that I definitely do is I, um, I highlight other things that I saw other girls do so she can kind of maybe role model off of them or say, um, you know, she looks up to our, our third baseman a lot. Caitlin? Yeah, a lot. Um, she's like, she's so good and she's younger than me, you know? And um, I see I see a lot of potential there, but I feel like my daughter has way more control over her emotions than Absolutely. than she does. You know, not not to put Caitlin no, down. No, you and know? Caitlin's getting better. Yeah. She's getting better, and, and I love her. I know Mike gets frustrated with her, but it's – you know, it is what it is. She's, well, she wants to win, yeah, and she doesn't want to make mistakes, and yeah. I can appreciate that. But she's got to learn how to control it, yeah, a little bit better. And I will say that those those rides after a, a tough loss, especially when we'll go to the finals and then lose the championship game, or you know, we'll be there all day and then we'll lose that last one, right. you know, or we'll lose to someone that we beat earlier, you know. Um, those are tough. Those ones are tough, but uh, she's really good at picking apart the whole game. 
um, highlighting what she did right and then, you know, asking, do you think I could have done this better? Where do you think I could have done better? So I, I like that she's being introspective about it and I like that she's analyzing the game as a whole. The one thing I've known about Belle and, and noticed lately is, I mean, she put a lot of pressure on herself. Okay, so mentally she was so worried about making mistakes and, you know, you... and. They come in when they're worried like that. Mentally, when it's a mental task, they turn out turn into practice players. And what I mean by that is they look like a million dollars in practice, and they look like they can look in a game because they're relaxed, they're thinking. But when they get in a the game, there's they're so that afraid that yep, there's pressure, and they they're afraid to make mistakes. They they can't let it go. Yeah. And so it's tough, you know, it's, it's a tough thing to figure out, but that's what that, if I can ever figure out the actual way to get them to let go and play like they do in practice, yeah, then we may go on a big winning streak. Yeah. Big winning streak. I've, I noticed, you know, especially when we joined the travel team and I, I'll be the first to say it, that I think that, you know, Bell's always been one of the better players on the team. When we came on this practice or on this travel team I don't think that was the case I think she had a long way to go I think you know she, she's a little behind yeah I she, mean but she, there's so much parity yes you know so yeah but uh I and I thought this was going to be good for her and it definitely was because if you if you perform with those better players you put yourself in that that uh higher level of competition you're, you're going to either raise the competition or you're going to crack and she didn't crack nope um you know I like all they all make mistakes yeah I and mean, there's no I mean we all do, so yeah. you can't just crack. I mean, I'll give you a prime example. You know, my daughter came home uh, a couple months ago when she was trying out for her high school team, and she came home and said, thanks, Dad. And I was like, for what, baby? She says, just for how you've been with me coaching all these years. And I was like, well, what's going on? And I was like, do you like your coach? And he was. she said, yes. He's a lot like you. He's really tough. He's really structured. But it's funny because a lot of the other girls were all complaining that he's so hard and he's so mean, and she just laughed. She said, I just laughed at it, and I said, y'all obviously hadn't played for my father. Yeah, her tolerance so, was already built up. Yeah. yeah. So all she was hearing is what he was saying, yeah. not how he was saying it. Yeah. And that's what I try to preach to them all the time. Yeah. Listen to what I say, not how I say it. Yeah. And so... You know, sooner because or you get emotional so. too. You get passionate about it. Oh, you, you want, I think I, be, I truly believe you want us to win. Probably sometimes more than we want us to win. Right. Um. And that's why. Uh. You know, we'll keep coming back. That's right. that's what I think that brings that special bond of that team extreme. I think that all the parents. Um, I speak for all of us when I say that, you know, we see that passion. We see that, that fire in your eyes. And we like it when it's on a winning side, you know what I mean? But sure. when it's on a losing side, it's it's there too. And it's it's palpable, that feeling of that passion for the game, that love for the sport. Um, well, it's, it's, it's a love for them to succeed too, Yeah, honestly. And that's that's my whole goal. You know, if I can get them to succeed and see the – epiphany happen and the, and the look on their face and and all of that and once i see that you know i'm complete you yeah know, i'm good yeah so well we're so lucky to have you out there on the technical side and teaching the situations and teaching the techniques um one thing that i think the girls have and especially with this team that we've got with team extremists i think they've got a, a very high social iq like they're all very 
I would say, like popular cool girls. Um, but they seem to gel very well. And I think that that, that dugout camaraderie, you know, when, when we're on offense and, and one of us is out there at a time or three of us or two of us, you know, when we're on bases, I think that keeping them engaged in the game and keeping them um, pushing each other and keeping that positive flow in the dugout is instrumental too. Um, I know we've struggled with that a little bit in the past, but I feel that's where Bella's super strength is. And because I don't have all of the technical eye or I can't call, I can't see things like you would, you know, and you're busy coaching, I always tell Bella, hey, you know, if Blythe is upset, go cheer her up. Or, hey, if this kid's have, if, you know, if, if Kirsten had a rough time, go, go over there and give her a pat on the back. You know, go play that, that social side because she's real good at that. She's very compassionate. She's, she's been taking care of her little brother forever. You know, she, she's good at that. So um, I think we all have our, our superpowers. And the girls do that on their own. Do you, do you see the they girls? They do a lot. They have their favorites. Well, and the one thing I've always said is I, I would rather have a bunch of girls and have the parity, not a couple of superstars. Yeah. I would rather have girls like what we have yeah. that are better than average, but once the chemistry builds, you're going to have a much better team than if you had all all-stars because yeah. you got a bunch of individualists at that point. Yeah. And everybody's me, me, me. So, um, and I've always, and you can coach girls or anybody into that, those situations. You can coach them into uh, being a better player because I think IQ is going to win out over athleticism every time. Yeah. Um, especially on the field. Um, so there's some things you can't coach, you know, speed and, and certain things like that, uh, God-given talent, you can't, you know, you just, yeah. you can coach it, you can hone it, but yeah. you can't, like, coach it out of somebody. Yeah. But uh, to take a group of girls that are all almost equal and to make them one, they uh, are, are getting close. Yeah. They're getting close. Well, you're so. working magic out there, man. You really are. You're, I try. You're, you're out there. Try. You're out there working hard, you know, and I, I was at one of those uh, post-game speeches and, I remember you saying, I don't get paid a lot of money for this. And I was thinking, he gets paid money for this? <laughs> but he, I know he don't get paid anything, you know? I think they um, caught it, yeah. Yeah, no. And it was yeah. funny. Yeah. I, I thought it was funny, you know? And I just, um, it, it, it really is, it's a, it's a labor of love. And uh, we're really happy to have you out there. I do want to switch topics a little bit since I've got you here and you are such a, a wealth of knowledge in the sports world. Um, what do you think about the Super Bowl coming up? Now, let me just go ahead and add my opinion. I'm not a uh, Patriots fan, but I I admire greatness. I love Tom Brady. I I I am a fanboy. I'm like I said, I'm not a big. Sports I don't love fan. him, but I totally respect him. I think he is the goat. Yeah, I think he's the greatest of all time. And yeah, you know, what can you say? I I wouldn't bet against him. Do you think he'll retire if he wins this no. one? No. No. You think he'll keep going? I, he said a few years back, probably five years back, that he wanted to play until he was 45. Is so, he 40? 42. Okay, okay. He's so 42. Another year or so. He'll, he'll, he might play another couple of years. Yeah. I mean, um, he looks great. If you ask me, like I said, I don't have the eye for that kind of thing, but he doesn't look bad, and now he's got all those rules around him so no one can touch him. Um, this is true, and he manipulates the pocket, and... He always seems to find these little scat back, you know, slot receivers that nobody can cover. For whatever reason, nobody can cover them, and, and he finds them in stride. Yeah. And, 
I did a, a 49ers podcast and uh, my brother um, would, thankfully came on. He said no. He said he didn't like the sound of his own voice and he wasn't going to do it. But when I told him we were doing about the 49ers, he's a huge fan. So he's like, okay, I'll do that. You know, I don't have to listen to it. I, you know, I'll just I'll, I'll, I'll express my knowledge. But he said that West Coast offense, the short little passes, the little screens, it works. It, it does It puts work. yards. And, I mean, he's got more – I don't know the stats, but I know he's got more Super Bowl stats than probably any player ever. Well, this will be his ninth Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, that's insane. insane. And he's won four or five. He's five. He's got five rings. Okay, so he's you know he surpassed my my love quarterback was Joe Montana. Montana, uh, the greatest of all time. Yeah. See, and I always thought that, but you 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 really have to say that. Brady's it now. I mean, yeah. he's he's definitely shown it. Yeah. So, and so you don't think he'll retire? No. no. What do you think about? Do you hear about the um, the bad blood between Brady and Belichick? I do. I do. And I, but I think there's such a mutual respect there. Okay. That you think uh, it's more media hype than anything else? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Because so. when it comes down to it, they both have the same goal, right? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Because I know. Th- I don't pay attention a lot, but I pay attention to 49ers and Tom Brady. And I know, uh, I think Brady had a lot to do with Garoppolo getting traded because Garoppolo wanted to play. And then when he got traded to the Niners, he started doing real well. Ended up costing us our first round pick by winning like four games in a row or something. And then the next season he ends up getting hurt. And it's it's not looking good. Well, if you remember back even a couple of years prior to that, they've had a few quarterbacks that they've groomed, yeah, and then they couldn't hold on to, yeah, because they one they wanted to play and two, um, they were good enough to start somewhere. So yeah, um, so I'm sure that's rough on Belichick, but you know you can't not have yeah. somebody ready to go because Brady is getting up there in yeah. age, and so you know, and he's 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 22. played for how many years? He's I mean I feel like I remember when Brady started. He's been in the league for what almost 15 years now. Is it? Has it been that long? You said he's been nine Super Bowls. So it's, it's he. Hmm, did he come in the league in one? I think he was the hundred ninety ninth pick. Yeah. And um, I know he wanted to go to San Francisco too. Yeah. But, um, that just didn't it didn't pan out for him. I want to say oh one. Okay. So I think this is his seventeenth or eighteenth season. Seventeenth. And then Brett Favre yeah. played for what twenty three years. I don't. I don't think he played that long. No? Okay. But, um, he played all of 17. Every bit of it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It might have been 18 or something. But, but I mean, Brett Favre will never have the numbers that, I mean, Brady's already well, surpassed. Well, I mean, Brett Favre that. was the leading in yardage. Yeah. You know, and then, of course, when he retired, then yeah. Peyton Manning eclipsed him, and then yeah. and now Brady's starting to break all those and records. breeze might breeze might take breeze over is once. right on everybody's heels yeah and and all kind of stats so what do you think about this new coach for the rams i heard he's I like, like a him. savant yeah um they say that he can recall any play from any game in his coaching career you know you tell him it was you know two minutes in the third quarter uh, in '09, we were playing against whoever you were playing against and he can tell you what play they ran um, well, I know one thing. Every every player for the Rams that they've interviewed, yeah, they think he's it. Yeah. I mean, the man. So. And he's so young. He's younger than yeah. I am. He's thirty three. Yeah, yeah. So that's. I mean, he's got a long career ahead of him. And if he could take, uh, 
a ring from Brady? Could, I mean, that's a... Oh, I'm, I'm pulling for the Rams. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, can they do it? Yes, if they... They should have the game plan. They, I mean, they can do it. Well, when was the last time the Rams made it into the the extra Ooh. season or the pro? You know, I, I think Tom Brady's 2000... first. I think Tom Brady's first Super Bowl was against the Rams yeah. when they were in. Was it St. Louis or was that 01? Maybe. I think it was 01. That was with. Um... Did he go his rookie year? He didn't go his rookie. No, year, it's not his he? rookie year because you got to remember it was um, Drew. Um... Oh, Bledsoe, Bledsoe yeah. that was running the show. He got hurt. Yeah, and then never got back on the field once Brady yeah, got, Brady him, got there, on so, there and, and took him on. Yeah, uh, so that's when Kurt Warner was quarterbacking for the Rams. That was okay. Like, yep. Last time yeah, yeah, yeah. Show on turf or whatever. Yeah. So who knows, man? It could happen. They got the they got the pieces. Yeah. You know, if they can just their defense can stop Brady a few times, I think they'll be okay. They're definitely going to need to put pressure on, oh, you gotta get on pressure. the GOAT. You definitely got to – you can't let him get comfortable. You can't. You got to do what – The thing is, if you keep him in the pocket and pressure him, you got him. I mean, he can't yeah. run. I mean, he – Yeah, but he has so many weapons. He does. You know, he well, and he gets rid of the ball. It's, you know, quick. Yeah, so. yeah. I heard that on the sidelines they had. They were – one of the players were mic'd up. And the guy was like, why you get rid of the ball so fast? And Brady turns around to him and he's like, well, if you didn't get to the line so fast, I wouldn't have to throw it so fast. You know, so I, um, I like his character. I, I, I really feel that, um, you know, he's a positive role model. I, I think one of the things that I love about him is that everybody hates him too. Right. You know, I think. Well, I think, I think he has a, there's a misconception that he's yeah. this arrogant, you know, guy that, you know, is. I think once but, you reach a certain level of fame, you have to kind of cut off a certain amount of connection with people. There's just sure it becomes a point where you know it just becomes too much. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, Jordan has done that over the years. You yeah, know, he's kind of keeping yeah. people at arm's length. Yeah, you know? well, and it, as he should, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, I think I was at work the other day and I was talking to um, a she's a young girl. She might be nineteen. I was like, are you going for Tom Brady in the Super Bowl? She's like, I don't know who Tom Brady is. I was like, you don't know who Tom Brady is? I was like, do you know who Michael Jordan is? She's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, well, Tom Brady is the Michael Jordan of, bat- or of football. Yeah, right. So um, I was like, if you don't know his name, you will know his name yeah. soon. Yep. So um, I'm pulling for Brady. I would not mind seeing L.A. win. I like it when, you know, a team that hasn't been there in a while wins. But I'm, I'm pulling for the Patriots, man. I want to see them take it all the way to the house. I want to see them get some younger coaches coming in. I, I really thought they would pull that uh, young guy in from Oklahoma. You're talking about the head coach? Yes. You think Belichick will leave? No, no, no. Not at New England. But, oh. I mean, just start pulling in some more of these okay. younger coaches uh, like uh, the one at Oklahoma. Because I really thought that when the Browns um, lost their head coach, when uh-huh. they got rid of him, that – they would go out and get this young guy because that was Baker Mayfield's coach in college. Ah. And I kind of thought because he's got the same mentality like this Rams coach does, you know. he's yeah. Lincoln Riley's a really good coach. Yeah. And I thought he would be make that step to the NFL, but he hadn't done it yet. So Yeah, I don't know anything about football, but I know Baker Mayfield's supposed to be hot stuff. I'll tell you what, I mean, he a lot of people didn't believe in, you know, because I think they kind of, when they looked at him, they saw Johnny Manziel. And, um, but Baker's, he's much more competitive. Um, he didn't come up with a silver spoon in his mouth. Yeah. Um, like Johnny did, but, uh, he really wants it. And the guy is super competitive and he's, he's shown it this year. He, he brought Cleveland to, I don't know how many wins, seven or eight. 
I mean, he more than they've had in a long, a long time. time. A yeah. long time. And missed a couple of them by not much. Well, so. I was going to say the first couple of games, it was like they should have won those first Absolutely. three or four games, and it was like just poor, poor luck. I don't pay attention, but I uh, one of my one of the podcasts I listen to, uh, Brandon Chobb does the the Big Brown breakdown, and he watched. I think they had some show on the Browns or whatever, and he was pulling hard for Baker Mayfield and the Browns, right. and it was like every week it was just. It just slid by him, just just barely got by him. So it's his first year, though, man. Yeah, he, he did. A, he was amazing, and yeah. I, I think I think he's gonna be around for a while. Yeah, I really do. Yeah, this year was really exciting. Uh, I think I think I don't know if they ramped up the budget on advertising or if it's just you know with Patrick Mahone and you know even uh, Luck getting back into the game and making just got back to football. Yeah, well, I, I got that, tired of hearing about the politics. I yeah. got tired of hearing about taking people's knees, knees yeah. and and it just got it just got too much for me. I yeah. even pulled away from it for a while. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, with with uh, with with. Um, with rightfully so, you know there there was it it was wasn't about football anymore. It right. got political, and it's like. And I think the owners immediately recognized that because the the uh, money was starting to. Yeah, the ratings were yeah, the ratings being affected, were down and ticket and sales, money, everything, everything. Yeah. When you start messing with those billionaires' money, they're not yeah. too happy about it. Yeah. So they uh, shut that down real quick. Matter of fact, they just had a thing on Colin Kaepernick tonight. How do you feel about him? Well, since we got here organically. Well, he, he, um, it's fine if you want to do that. Yeah. But that's not the stage to do it on. Yeah. Okay. That is your job. Yeah. You don't need to be taking focus away from your practice from all week. Yeah. On that stage. Furthermore, if it meant that much to you, why didn't we see you out in the neighborhoods or out in front of police stations in the off season? doing these things yeah you know and and helping for what you're kneeling for yeah you know you didn't see any of that so i just thought it was a lot of superficial nonsense yeah i didn't get into it um i have a love-hate relationship with colin kaepernick since he's the only 49ers quarterback that ever lost a super bowl <laughs> um that kind of ticked me off a little bit and he had it too um that super bowl against the rams we had three chances to get in the end zone and uh, he just threw it to Cap- Crabtree each time and just kind of get it away. I don't blame him. It was a great game. You know, we did come back from – that was when the lights went out in the Superdome. Oh, that was against Baltimore. Yeah, Baltimore. Not the Rams. Yeah. Uh, the I said Ravens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The um, Ravens. Yeah, so – and I uh, I really wanted him to win. Well, they think he's still being blackballed by the owners, and that's really not the case. The guy was a marginal quarterback at best. Yeah. And he's not somebody you're going to pay – a tremendous amount of money to to be on the team yeah and plus the baggage that comes with it yeah. so for a marginal player for the baggage it's just not worth it yeah it it's not worth any, any owner to take a chance on yeah um and good so. for nike to pick them up and you know put their political stamp on it or whatever and put that was their... definitely a political stamp yeah i i think well i mean it, we're just being driven into it that's the sign of the times i mean that's really why i started this podcast was because it seemed like any time I went out, when any time I talked to anyone, had a conversation of any length, it either turned, you know, right or left, or you know, I hate Trump, or you know, uh, <laughs> you know, black versus white, you know, the whole, all police are corrupt, and it's like, 
you know, some of the parents were police on our teams. And I, I yeah. love those guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he was one of my best friends out there. You yeah. know, I had to jump six feet to give him a high five because he was so tall. But, you know, I mean, police are people too, you know? Absolutely. Um, I mean, the, my best friend in the world I've grown up with since I'm four years old. Um, the one I was telling you about, I want him to listen to the podcast. Yeah. He uh, just retired as a policeman for 30 years, you know, and, and he jumped right back into it and went into a campus police at a university. So, yeah, it's uh well, yeah, even yeah. even he told me that, um, you know, CMPD, they they're giving out classes and they're they're actually giving incentives to do um, community building tasks. Like if you go out there and, and you're playing, you know, in the uniform or whatever, they want you to record that and they want you to turn that in to, to kind of shine light on a positive end, you know, because we've got, we've got cops and we've got all these shows that shows, you know, all this, them roughing people up. Right, like, sure. And, but they're defending themselves. It's Absolutely. like, you know, half yeah. the people that complain about this stuff, they don't want those jobs and they don't want a world without police. I guarantee that. No. You know? Um, well, and the, the bad stuff that they think about. It's such a small percentage, you know. It's such a small percentage. So, the the big percentage is, you know, you get a lot of police that come into the communities and doing great things. And yeah. So, you know, I, I don't I don't look at that. Yeah. Well, that's why I think it's great that you know a normal person like me with normal thoughts and actually sees things can kind of put this information out. People can digest it. I don't think it's as bad as the news says it is. I don't see people you know, being racist towards each other on a daily basis. If no. anything, I see the world as being better than it's ever been before. Now, there's a lot more people. The statistics can be skewed in whichever way you want to look at it based on, you know, the population being higher than it's ever been. But if you look at it in relationship to the amount of dangerous crimes or, you know, violent crimes that are happening, things are down. Every Everything is on an upward swing as far as positivity goes. You know, we're, we're living longer Healthcare is better than it's ever been. Sure, there's you know there's corruption in anything. Any anything that has a lot of money in it, there's going to be corruption in. But for the most part, I think us as a human race, I think we're heading in a good direction. You know, I really feel that. There's you can focus on bad things, you can focus on this, but I think you know uh, for the most part, I I think we're making a good world for our chil our children. You yeah, know? I hope so. I mean. Sometimes I wonder, wish I had a, a straight line to God and say, hey, how are we doing, you know? Yeah. What do we need to change here? Yeah. Um, but. Well, that that comes good. from, you know, the big man upstairs. I, I do a lot of praying and I, I try to uh, seek guidance from that. And I also try to surround myself with positive people. That's why I want you in my circle. That's why I want my daughter on Team Extreme. You know, I want her around people that are uh, of a like mind that are like minded people that have positivity in, in, in their in their mind and in their you know uh, vision uh, I think that I think that we're we're doing a good thing here by building this community structure for these kids to come to it's, it really is an outlet you know for them to get rid of some of their frustrations to have a different set of friends to challenge themselves in a athletical um, sort of way, pushing their bodies physically and pushing their their abilities mentally to to a new chapter. I think That's it's. I tell them every game, you should be physically exhausted and mentally exhausted. Yep. And if you're not, we didn't give a hundred percent. Yep. So, we hope we can accomplish that this year for sure. We'll see. Well, Coach John, 
Let's wrap this up. I really appreciate all your thoughts, and we should do this again. Anytime. You know, chit-chat. Maybe we'll do one um, after the Super Bowl. We'll talk about what happened or something. We'll see how it goes, or maybe <laughs> after the next season. But uh, like I said, man, I really appreciate your time. Is there anything that we want to cover before I turn it off? I can't think of anything. We got I appreciate it all, right? your time. Awesome. I enjoyed it. Thanks, man. Well, let's do it again. SOJ out of here.